Welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And on this episode, we're trying something new. I get a lot of questions about what people can do to raise money for our cause. So episode 41, we are going to focus on fundraising. In this episode, we spoke with Christina Anunziata and Pam Morris about their recent fundraisers. First, we'll hear from Christina about how she organized the Paint Night fundraiser for her fundraising efforts. Then, we'll hear from Pam about how she held an art sale to benefit one of her recent runs. So we're here in the podcast studio with one of our CrossFit ambassadors, a good friend of mine, soon to be even closer friend of Project Purple since she is going to be marrying one of our employees, Vincent Camp. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Christina Annunziata, but it will be, you're like going from the front of the line to like the middle of the line, yeah. Christina Camp. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? First of all, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I feel fine about it. Are you going to keep your last name? Will you hyphenate? No. Annunziata Camp? That'd be a lot. Yeah. No, I'm not going. I don't think like when you do like the, like even those label makers, like you would have, like you wouldn't I can hardly fit my name. You wouldn't fit on a folder. Yeah. I usually don't. I don't fit on my license either. Really? It's C-H Annunziata. Oh, so they have to. New York license was like that. They have to abbreviate it. it. Mm -hmm. So it might be a good thing. It's a good thing. It is all a good thing. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. Is, this is a is. great thing. Well, congratulations thank and you. thank you for joining us here in the podcast studio. So we want to talk to you. You just recently, a couple weeks back, did a really cool fundraiser. So the whole gist of these podcasts, interviews that we're doing right now for this episode is all about fundraising and really what I call not necessarily third party, but these ideas outside the box because i think in fundraising whether it's crossfit running triathlons which we are going to be doing here in 2019 cycling i think people always have this the biggest objection i always get is i don't know how to do it and i think there's so many ways you can do this And you had a great idea, so we want to share your idea because it was a tremendous success and, and talk about the ins and outs of it um, with the audience. And maybe someone out there will actually take that idea in their local area and run with it. So let's talk about the event. Why don't, for our audience listening at home, let's talk about the event and what it kind of involved and what it looked like. Okay, sure. Um, so for, for my fundraising event, we organized a Project Purple Paint Night. Uh, so what that entailed, uh, you know, getting a big group together we had a instructor available and she kind of led us through a painting of our choice um, so on the upfront on the upfront of that how did you come up with that idea and what led you to that because I mean the paint nights are pretty popular yeah. across the country mm-hmm. I don't think that's anything that's like none of this I always say is rocket science right there is a science to this mm-hmm. but and we'll talk about that but what led you to that um, well, I've done paint nights in the past, and they've always been a really fun time. Um, and it's always nice to get creative and just have that whole experience. So through the past paint nights, um, I received an email that said that linked fundraising to the paint night. Um, mm. So the specific organization 
like, you know, put on paint nights to fundraise for whatever your charity of choice was. Um, so I just reached back out to that email and inquired about it. And that's kind of how it all started. Cool. So it was already solicited um, in the sense that they had sent out. You had done it before, had mm-hmm. a good experience, and then you saw the email come through and was like, hey. That's a great idea. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. And the venue was already predetermined, though, because I know me going to your – because that, that would probably be – I'm sure someone listening at home goes, okay, cool, but, like, where do you do it? Like, do you do it at your house or do you do it at an office or do you do it at, like, a restaurant? or So was – for your – night was the venue already predetermined we had a choice of a few different venues in the area so um the 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 company and the artist uh, have their set locations that they do events or that they will do an event yeah um so they must have an agreement you know previously with those different venues so we were just able to pick which one we wanted to do which was closest more central to you know the crowd we were hoping to bring in so what were your choices just if you don't mind me asking do you remember were they like five choices? And well, you don't have to go into de- yeah. like specifics, but were they all restaurants or were they all like different variety of locations? Because I think um, location is key, right? Like as they mm-hmm. say, like I think we had about three or four options. Um, some were restaurants, and then others were just like a typical. If you if you've been to a paint night, like a typical paint night location, like a paint and sip night. Yeah. Um, but we chose this location because you know you could order food, you could order drinks if you wanted to, and kind of make it what you want. And for our audience listening at home, this was held in Bridgeport, Connecticut, it at was. the Bass Pro Shop. Yep, Uncle Uncle Buck's Fish Bowl. Correct. So Bass Pro Shop, which is a fairly new franchise there in Bridgeport, mm-hmm. um, it's conveniently located right off the major I ninety five and also another uh, interstate highway. Mm-hmm. But it also has this restaurant right. with a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize there's an arcade there now. I was there years ago, I think, when it opened. So from a, a draw perspective for our audience listening at home, again, this was kind of a centrally located place, sure. newer facility, mm-hmm. and um, you had multiple options. And the nice thing, too, so you did um, – we'll, we'll talk about this, but you had the restaurant there. So you didn't have to lug food in or anything like that. Right, exactly. Um, and there were drinks available too. I know a lot of people like to bring their own beverages, uh, but this just gave you the option. Like you didn't have to truck different drinks around, bring them in, bring them out, worry about all of those things. It was just there ready for you if you, you know, wanted to order a beverage. So from a planning perspective, you reach out to these paint folks, Mm -hmm. paint company, they supply the artists, they give you the recommendations on the location. Yep. And then do you have to coordinate anything with the location? Um, did you have to work with Uncle Bucks? Or not at all. Not at all. Nope, so just with had, the paint company. So everything was handled up front with the paint company. It was. Yep. And it was awesome too because, like I said, they gave you the selection of locations and then you also had like a slew of paintings to choose from too. Um, so you can really customize it to your crowd, to your charity, or you know what you're kind of trying to achieve. So from a turnkey's perspective, like this was completely turnkey. All you had to do was select the location and select kind of the theme and then right. And the we, rest was you kind know, of we team. did do some promotion um, for yeah. the event. But other than that, we didn't have to really coordinate anything. The paint company took care of it for us. So let's talk about we're going to shift here just a second and talk about pricing. So with the pricing was that and you know what was the pricing for your event? 
Uh, it was $40. Okay. So $40 a person, mm -hmm. which included the painting and that was it, right? Right. The painting, all of the painting supplies, um, and obviously the instructors. You show up there. for $40, bucks, you get to take home whatever artwork you make, and it secures your spot. It was 30 sold out completely. Yep. And I know the other thing with that, though, I remember, because I went to it, so I guess I can speak to this a little mm -hmm. bit you had it open privately for a little while and then it became kind of a general public right we had about i think it was two to three weeks uh where it was a private event yeah. for for all of our friends and family to buy their tickets and then for the last week before the event it was open to the public so i think at that point we had um there weren't that many maybe seats six, left maybe six yeah. left um not too many and then it went out to public mm -hmm. and it sold out so on the forty dollars it was how much back to the charity? It's fifteen dollars. So fifteen dollars. So you made four hundred and fifty dollars mm -hmm. off of this one night, right? With very little planning. Mm -hmm. And I know you said something that night. You were doing some raffles that were raffled off at a later point in time. So there's plenty of other opportunities, you right. know, um, all as well as the painting, mm -hmm. give back, but also other opportunities to to raffle stuff off and and do things. So a total raise that night was four hundred fifty dollars, and this is like the million dollar question: How much time do you think you put into that? Ugh, minimal, not much at all. Like. Two hours, couple hours, a yeah. couple hours. You know, it really just involved the time spent was just help picking the location and the painting, which wasn't difficult. And then, you know, putting a few posts out to advertise and to share the event. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, minimal, maybe a couple hours. And in terms of the dates, did they, and I don't know if I asked this, if we back up, did they ask you um, what date you wanted or did they give you suggested dates? They asked us what date would work best for us. So it was kind of up to you guys. Mm -hmm. then. So it was really, that was like probably the biggest decision was like probably figuring out what date works best for us. And the painting was a pretty big decision. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, there's what, lots to choose from. Is there a large variety of mm -hmm. painting? Yeah. So for our audience listening at home, because they can't see this, but um, the painting was a tree with a moon and, setting. Yep, and a purple. Purple backdrop, mm -hmm. right? So how did you guys come to that? Um, well, there's a lot, like I said, a lot to choose from. There's a lot of seasonal um, paintings to choose from as well, like Thanksgiving and Halloween and even Christmas and different holidays. Uh, but we wanted to keep it kind of basic and something that we thought would be fairly easy for all to do. Um, and we also wanted to bring in the purple too. So there was a handful that were purple and that was the one that we liked the best. Well, I think it was a great choice. Thanks. I've never done this type of event. And I have to tell our audience at home that it was so relaxing. Mm -hmm. And I was so hyper-focused in my moon shape when we were doing the moon yeah. and making sure that the background was done correctly. It was just like, I felt for like the two hours we were there that it was just so, I was so calm. And so like, I felt like I came out of like a therapy session yeah. and like, I felt really good. Like I felt like I was a new person and it was just so much fun. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing, which I, you know, kudos to you guys for picking the location. Um, I thought, you know, being able to order beverages and people were ordering food. I right. think my wife had ordered some food too as well, something to snack on. It was really cool because it made it kind of a really cool atmosphere. Right. The instructor was very good. I she think, was great. You know, they, that also probably helps a ton when mm -hmm. you have very good instruction. 
I've never painted before, so I was kind of a little intimidated going yeah, into absolutely. it. And it's not like, you know, these other type of DIY projects. Like I know there's a lot of, we were talking this prior to recording about, you know, like the board and bat and kind of type stuff mm-hmm. where you're actually using hammer and nails or nail gun and, and wood, which I'm probably a little bit more comfortable with <laughs> painting. No, not so much. So I thought it was awesome. Is there anything else that you want to add and just share with our audience about the event, Christina? Sure. I think like when you're planning fundraising events like this, um, my biggest thing is just the experience. So I like to organize an event that provides an experience for the people attending. Um, so, you know, not only are you are you putting your your payment towards, you know, charity, but you're also doing something that you enjoy and creating memories with friends and family and um, just having an overall really great experience. So I always try to think about that when I'm planning events like this. I think that's such you hit it right on top of the head on the nail is that people I think tend to overthink these things Mm -hmm. and if you enjoy doing it there's other people that enjoy doing it and think of friends and family is just so on on point so well thank you for your time today congratulations again (laughs) Uh, the future Mrs. Camp uh, Vin Camp Mrs. Mm -hmm. or Mrs. Vin Camp we want to make sure because if mom camp is listening we don't want to be disrespectful (laughs) but uh, thank you for joining us today in the Project Purple podcast and sharing your success uh, with your paint night and we appreciate all the love and support they have for Project Purple. That was Christina reflecting on her paint night fundraiser and the success she had. Now we'll shift gears and we'll hear from Pam about how she fought for a world without pancreatic cancer by holding an art show. On the phone with us from sunny and warm Oklahoma because it's cold and dreary here and dark in Connecticut, Pam, is the wonderful Pam Morris, one of our running ambassadors. Thanks for joining us on the Project Purple podcast, Pam. Thank you for having me. Well, we appreciate all you've done. Uh, You've been with us for a couple years. You're an ambassador in our ambassador program and run a couple races for us. And I wanted to have you on the Project Purple podcast because you fundraise multiple times for us. And this is all about um, this podcast about doing these kind of what I've called not necessarily third party events, but these outside of the box fundraising ideas. And you just came off of one and you had a great one. And I want to share this with our audience. And for our audience listening at home, Pam, let's back up a bit and talk about the concept and where the concept came from. Because this is really unique. It's totally different. Um, I think maybe one or two of our runners in the past eight years have done something similar, but not identical. Well, the concept came from um, my husband, Chris Morris. He's a photographer. And he does photography on the side. Yeah, he's and not. He, does he's, these he moonlights. Awesome. That's not his full time huh? job. He moonlights. That's this is not his full time job. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is not a full time job, and he just takes photos. Just you know, wherever he's at, and he's got thousands of photos. And I had told him at one point. I said, Chris, you really need to do an art show. And he said, No, I I don't want to do that sort of thing. He goes, you know me, I don't like to put the spotlight on me. And I said, okay. And people love to see his art. And so we were actually coming back from Lincoln last year. And I said, Chris, would you do an art show for Project Purple? And he said, I'll do an art show 
but I'll do it only for Project Purple. He goes, I don't want any other proceeds. So that's where the concept started. And so ever since then, you know, we kind of started to brainstorm. And he said, write down what you want, write down, you know, the concept, and, you know, we'll get going. So we've been planning this art show since May, June, so about six months. And so we have really worked hard getting this art show, and we wanted to do something that was going to be fun and exciting and to raise money for Project Purple. So that's kind of where the concept started and the brainstorming. So how many photos, I mean, I know from getting to know you and Chris, I mean, he's extremely talented. And for our audience who don't know your story, Pam, and I know we, we had you on a blog and we've done you, done your story on a, on a video on our YouTube channel, which they can look at. And I know Chris was is extremely talented. And I, I jumped in there because he is extremely talented and this is not his full-time job. And that, to me, always like impresses the heck out of me when, you know, people can be very very creative with photos and videos and then you realize like this is what they do day in day out like, you know <laughs> yeah. and, and I remember he, he put together the first time you ran for us in Chicago two yeah. years ago and you guys put together that whole video series um, you know leading up to the journey which was just so amazing and so talented on how we put that together but so from all the photos that you like what was the process like what was kind of the deciding factors because I'm sure there's probably people listening at home and I think and, and I don't mean any disrespect to Chris in saying this like there's people now with these cameras um, that have you know can t- even on iPhones I think before well I know before we started recording here we were talking a little bit and I mentioned to you like now with all the travels I, I think I have over a thousand photos of like clouds on my phone because I just love the formation of clouds and whenever I'm up in the air I just like taking out my iPhone which has got a pretty decent camera and just snapping mm-hmm. away um, naturally I use a lot of them for just myself and for social media use but you know there's probably people listening at home that probably have photos that mean a lot to them or they've done kind of similar things but so what was kind of your process or you're in Chris's process to kind of determine because um, when you when you have this idea and you have so many photos I can see that might be a little intimidating to think about like how do we do this so what were some of the steps and how did you guys determine which photos to use how did we dwindle it down yeah. um, well it, it it was over a few months to be honest with you that we looked at photos and we we just had to sit ourselves down and said we only want the best of the best, and we we would just click on any possible photo that we thought could sell or were really good, and we, we had a lot. And then what we ended up doing was we would do it again, and we would do it again. And then my mom would come over, and we would show her, and she would say, oh, I really like this one, or I don't like this one. And so by the end of the process, we ended up with, I think, I can't remember now the count, either 40 or, it might have been about 40, maybe 60 photos, um, because we, we had a really hard time, and we said we want the best of the best, and then what we did was we also kind of thought about our audience of, well, this, you know, people like flowers, but not everybody likes flowers, so we kind of had to consider, well, if a man would have, bu- you know, would buy something, would he want a flower, or would he want something, you know, like New York, for example, so we tried to 
pick photos that were kind of a kind of maybe for everybody and so um that's kind of the process that we did to to get the photos that we liked and um you know we had a lot that we just had to cut out and we said it'll be for the next time because you know we're thinking you know i don't know when but you know there'll be another art show and so we'll have another art show with our other photos that we liked and so we you know, we just had to kind of dwindle it down. And like I said, it was the best of the best. If something was out of focus, we pitched that one. And um, so it was really exciting because I was telling friends and family, I said, oh, my gosh, we cannot wait for this art show. You, you have to see these in person. It doesn't do justice to see it on the computer screen. So we... As we were getting excited, the art show was getting excited, and so that made it fun. Yeah, and I, and I was just holding up one of the New York ones, and uh, it was funny you mentioned New York because that was something, you know, prior to recording, we talked about, like, I first, when I go out to the website for the art show, because you guys had an online option, and then you did this in person, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but the variety of photos was just really breathtaking, and I love skyscapes and love that that kind of pictorial of a city and you know from uh, from above and below and there was a couple other photos that were really sharp too and, and just sunsets and just that the setting of that whole picture and those types of pictures just really appeals to me and I had a couple places in my office where I know they would look really really good <laughs> as well so to get back to it so you go through this process it sounds like this was a lot of fun because it involved your mom and I've had the pleasure of meeting your mom on multiple occasions and she's just a sweet sweet person and so kind of gets everyone involved and clearly working with Chris your husband you know there's that's a lot of quality time and this is a lot of fun that's going on and then you guys realize at that point once you pick your photos what was the next step um, because I mentioned just previously you guys did have an online option but then also you guys did something in person in your in your local area correct process was of course ordering all of those photos yes. <laughs> which we have still so we have quite a bit of inventory but that was the next process we went ahead and got all the photos because we wanted to make sure that there wasn't going to be any hiccups so when we got the photos we it was like having our own little private art show here we were like ooh and eyeing and then that and then that way we we started out with just getting small photos and we go no we've got to get bigger photos so at the real we so we had a real art show and we sent out invitations to everybody and told them about the art show but we also wanted to have an online website or online sales because we knew that not everybody was going to be coming in life you know, live. But we wanted to get the people that were out of the state or out of Oklahoma City or couldn't come. We also had to get those people. And that one way is to do it online. Everything you can buy online. So we provided, you know, both avenues, online or in person. And, um, but for the real art show, we um, branded the Chris Morris Photography. We incorporated Project Purple. We had raffles. We had everything on easels for everybody to see, um, all of the art. And um, 
and so you know there was a lot more details than what I'm telling you but it there was a lot going into this art show so um, did you guys I hope I answered that question no no you did and I've got some other questions so did you guys use an actual art gallery or what kind of space so maybe there's someone listening at home and you know they have a lot of pictures they think this is a really cool idea so what would be like the next step do they contact an art gallery or do they go to like their local Knights of Columbus and try to use their hall or there's another avenues that have like exposition space or or like I would probably say entertainment type space not necessarily exposition space yeah I suppose you can do it anywhere um we chose a place where you can rent out the space and this space is for events Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to just be an art show event it can be a birthday party or it can be whatever and so you rent this space out for a certain amount of time and we were driving by it one time and Chris said oh I wonder what this is so he contacted this company um, it's called The Nest on May and he contacted them and he said I think they need a virtual tour so he reached out to the um, owner and explained to him hey we're doing an art show in November and we would love to use your space tell you what can I do a virtual tour for you and we can just kind of, in lieu of payment, we can use your space. So we didn't have to pay for the space. It was kind of just a trade, an even trade. And so that's how we got this space. And so it worked out for us because that was an expense we didn't have to worry about. That's but pretty you cool. Could pretty much do it anywhere um just you know you kind of have to think about what you're wanting to do um as far as the art show you know you know there's going to be you have to kind of have a big enough space but just can think about you know is it going to be the space for you but like you could do it at a night of columbus hall wherever and you know just talk to the owner and and maybe if you, they know you're doing it for charity, they might give it to you for free or maybe for a discount. That's a great idea. And there's so many people that want to help, right? So helping mm-hmm. not necessarily means donating monetary money. Um, it could be in lieu of you know uh, a fee for a rental space. And from a standpoint, just to give our audience like timing-wise – it's this isn't um, you know it's not a birthday it's not a wedding so you're you don't have like time constraints here like what were we talking about time like from start from setup to like takedown what were you guys time oh you mean from the time we got to the yeah. space and yeah until so we just got giving people- we well we didn't have enough time to set up so we were still setting up when people were arriving and at that point I said you know what there's nothing I can do. Game on. Yeah. The focus. I mean, I felt like I was in college. You know, I didn't study enough, so the I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah. And at that point, people didn't care that the cookies weren't in the right space. They yeah. were looking at the photos, and that's where, you know, I wanted to make the sale. So if the cheese tray wasn't available or it was in a wrong spot, so be it. You know, if something wasn't labeled, so be it. I can't control that. So we really didn't have, I think if I had another hour to set up, I would be okay. But we had a, we had about an hour and a half to set up. And then the show, the actual show was two hours. And then 
um, it probably took about an hour to um, disassemble and 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 pack up. It's about five hours total, which is not yeah. an absorbent amount of time yeah. when you really think of the grand scheme of things. So now, how many people did you have? Let's talk about numbers. How many people showed up to the actual event? The actual event, I would say probably about 30. Wow. And about 30. And we, and, and we sent out quite a bit of invitations. Yep. And then online, I would say we probably had about, I would say about 15 sales. So that's pretty good. And then I'm still trying to, I'm still promoting. So, so the auction know, is still, yeah, or yeah. the, uh, the um, not the auction, but the art show is still is available online, correct? Yes, the, the art show is still available. It is, um, it'll be available for quite some time. So if anyone goes on the website, any photo that they see, all, you know, all profits or all sale profits goes directly towards Project Purple. So that that is on that is still available. And then we still have, you know, inventory. So if I see someone in person, you know, I can go through that way instead of going on the website. So to break this down, Pam, share numbers, what was the total that was raised so far? Because I know this is still ongoing. Yeah. So the total for Project Purple? Yeah. Um, that we um, are donating that is for Project Purple, it's around $1,400. How much? $1,400. Oh, my goodness. That is insane. So this is absolutely unbelievable. So uh, $1,400 generated from an art show. Uh, and again, no disrespect to Chris, but selling his pictures that he's taken. He's a phenomenal artist. So this is proof in the pudding that by doing things like art shows and getting you know people involved in something outside of just this direct ask of hey would you sponsor me to run a marathon for this great organization do work and you can raise a serious amount of money um, in doing so how much time do you think and I know you we talked a little bit about timing and I know this is a little bit different than maybe some of the other ideas that we have presented to participants but realistically how much time do you think you put into this and that can be you and Chris because I know there you know it's a team effort here oh gosh uh, you know I can't I probably spent more time probably than the training that I was supposed to do for Dallas <laughs> so it is time consu- I, it is a time I, time it does take a lot of time to do something it like does. this I mean just the brainstorming and then you know purchasing things and you know just trying to get everything together and I'm I'm kind of a detailed probably I would say things and do things and I go Chris what do you think about this he goes I think you need to stop right now (laughs) and I said I just want it to be fun I want people to when they come to that art show I want people to be excited I don't want people to say well anyone can take a photo what's so special about this and I did it. I wanted people when they come, I wanted them to say, wow, I can't believe they pulled that off. Oh, my gosh. And um, I mean, we just I enjoyed myself. This was something I've never done before. It was something that was out of my realm. And, you know, for us, we really put ourselves out there. And, um, you know, I had asked for some swag and you guys were very generous in that. And 
you know, because I wanted people to realize, you know, this is what Project Purple is. Yes, this the art show, but, you know, this is what it, you know, this is going towards this great charity for pancreatic cancer. And so I wanted the logos to be merged together, you know, Project Purple and Chris Morris Photography working together to make a great event to get money raised for, for you guys. Well, I appreciate it. And I will say this. I think it, I've said this before. There's a science to it. It's not rocket science. And hard work does pay off. And, you know, to do things, you've got to work really hard and, and really smart. And clearly, you've, you've done both here in the success that you had with the art show and also you know, the results speak for themselves. Is there anything else that you want to mention about this concept, about this idea, Pam, you know, maybe for someone listening at home that wants to invest the time into doing something similar um, that they should be aware of and know about? Well, it does take a lot of time and energy and money. Yeah. But I think that, you know, if you find something, you know, it was easy for me because I knew Chris had this these wonderful photos and I wanted people to enjoy them as much as I enjoy them and what better way to do that but also it's a win-win you know for, for, for Project Purple and so I think that if someone wants to do maybe not necessarily an art show but whatever find your passion and go with it and you know you're gonna have to put yourself out there and that's pretty scary because if you're if you're like me I'm not an outgoing sort of person so I think if you find the passion and the drive and if you have fun with it everything else comes into place and you and you know, you kind of have to think out the concept and kind of think where you're going, what direction you want to go with. But I think that if you want to do something outside the box, that you need to find something that you truly love and that you truly believe. Because I think if you don't, it's not going to be a successful event. I couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, everyone is different and not everyone is mm-hmm. into photos maybe, but maybe someone's into knitting or someone's mm-hmm. into something else um, that they have a passion for. And I think if you lead with that, you have great success with that. So Pam, I appreciate you coming on the Project Purple podcast. We love the photos. Uh, now that I know that the online, uh, um, I was gonna say auction, but the online gallery is still open, I might go back out there and order some more photos. <laughs> yes, and like I said, it'll be up there for quite some time. So awesome. um, it's not gonna go anywhere. Well, we'll make sure to share the link uh, when we when we issue this podcast and make sure the public's aware of it. So from all of us okay. at Project Purple, Pam, thank you for being on our podcast and sharing the great success of the art gallery idea. And uh, we appreciate all that you do. And we hope to see you soon. Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank Christina and Pam for their hard work and for joining us on the Project Purple podcast. And thank you guys for listening to another episode. Please feel free to check out some of our other podcast episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you haven't yet, drop us a follow or a like on social media to stay up to date on what's happening in the Project Purple community. Mm-hmm.